It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to Better Faster Cases. Listen, I want to do a bonus bonus episode today. This does not count towards my allotted two episodes a week. Just some random thoughts that I had some extra time to put down. So I wanted to briefly talk about how to use the FMS, functional movement screen that is, particularly with one of the movements, that being the active straight leg raise. Now the reason for this is it's been it's been a little bit of a, of, a, of a gripe for me a little bit one of my pet peeves combination of crossfit hq and some of my colleagues basically basically some dorks in the pt world have put out a campaign against the functional movement screen for some reasons that i do not understand claiming that fms is bad it has no clinical utility no no value whatsoever because it doesn't predict injury well the thing about it is the people at FMS don't make that claim that it prevents injury, right? They wanted it to when it first came out years and years ago, and once the literature showed that it doesn't, they owned up to it. But what is the FMS? It's it's a series of seven movements that give a baseline industry standard for basic human movement. Now, if you use it correctly, it can be a very valuable tool. It can actually be a marketing tool between you, the clinician, and some of your non-physician referral sources, right? Because the FMS, it takes three hours to learn how to use it, three hours to get the certification, and you can take someone through it in less than eight minutes, right? It's meant to be very quick and easy to perform. And the cool thing about it is everybody knows how to use it, right? If you look up a personal trainer coach, they know how to do those movements. They might not have done it in a while, right? The, the, the sticks and the two by six might be collected some dust, but they know how to do it and they know what you mean when you're talking about scores. So I wanted to particularly talk about the, the active straight leg raise and how we would use this, how we would use this to communicate with other coaches. So if you are familiar with the active straight leg raise, if you're not familiar, this is the one where you have your patient, your client lay down on their back, you put the board, the two by six underneath the back of the knees, and you have those hands down by their side on the floor with the palms facing up, and you have them raise one leg up as high as they can without bending their knee and without the other leg coming off of the floor, right? So a three, a three is defined by looking at the medial malleolus as kind of your, your benchmark, your guideline there. You're looking for the vertical line of that medial malleolus for it to reside, for it to land between the mid-thigh and the ASIS on the opposite limb, right? The non-moving limb, the limbs on the floor. 
A two would be whenever they can't lift their foot up quite, quite as high. So that means that the vertical line of that medial malleolus is going to be between the mid-thigh and the joint line of the other limb. And the one is they can barely lift that thing up, right? So that's where that vertical line of that malleolus is going to be just below the joint line, right? Now, what I like to do with this, what I think is important, is if you are going to take someone through this, you need to see if they have a hard or a soft score, right? So a two, for example. So if they, if you check this actively the way it's intended, and that medial malleolus does land somewhere between the mid thigh and the joint line, and then you check it passively, and there's actually more in there, I would call that a soft two, right? That means there was more motion in there that they couldn't access, right? And that probably gets, you know, goes a little bit more down into the treatments about how we'd want to improve that if we thought that was a factor. But let's say you had someone that was a hard two, right? They just could not, for whatever reason, right? We don't know if it's, if it's hamstring mobility, probably isn't. We don't know if it's some kind of neural tension. We don't know if that's, you know, something coming from another body part or something like that. But we just know it's a hard two. We know active and passive is the same. Now you have a tool where you can communicate this with a coach. Now you have an excuse to actually get on the phone and talk to a coach and start to build their trust and actually get them to send you more patients, more clients. So the way this conversation works, okay. So, hey, listen, coach, I want to thank you so much for referring this kid to me. He, he's going to do well. He's going to do awesome. We're going to get him better. Now, one thing I wanted to make note, I really don't want him out of the weight room, right? We know that he needs to, you know, continue to get strong. He needs to train. That's going to be integral to, you know, his health, his future in a sport, his psychology, all the above. But he had a hard two on the FMS. And I just don't think he needs to be pulling off the floor. So we need him to deadlift, right? We need him to get strong in that pattern. But my recommendation is going to be temporarily until we get more of that mobility back. I think he's going to be better off doing some rack pulls. You know, he didn't do really bad. You know, I think maybe he could probably get away with pulling from like mid-shin height, maybe knee height, see how it goes, or blocks, whatever you have to. I also think when he's working on cleans, we should probably pull from the hang and maybe not pull from the floor. Now, I'm going to help him get all that back, and I think we will, right? It might take a couple weeks, um, but I'll give you an update on that when I think it's appropriate. But I just think that for right now, if he gives that a, if he gives that a try, he's probably not going to be in the best position to be able to generate force, might get some bad habits, and, and I just think it's in his best interest, right? So now we're speaking the same language as a coach. We're able to get some information. We're able to actually communicate that we're all on the same side. Everybody wins. Coach wins. PT wins. Patient wins. So if you like this, give me some feedback. I can I can actually you know break this out and we can talk about each of those seven movements. But I think it's really really important that we don't just throw the baby out of the bathwater and completely get rid of the FMS because in my opinion, when it's used correctly, it's a valuable tool. All right, you have a good week. Uh, we'll be back probably on Monday. Cause I ain't never had too much fun. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.com.